Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. My name is Scott Jennison, the Acquisitions Manager here at Streamline Property Buyers, and it's uh, it's that time of month again where we do market updates to let you know what's happening here in beautiful, sunny Brisbane. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Melinda Jennison, Managing Director here at Streamline Property Buyers, and as you know, Market Update Podcast Day is my favourite podcast of the month where we go through all of the latest data to help you understand what's actually happening here in Brisbane. We talk about Greater Brisbane as a whole. Uh, but we're going to get a little bit more granular in some information relative to listing volumes and vacancy rates in certain regions within Brisbane as well. So we hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Yeah, busy, busy market here in Brisbane. Um, as we head in the lead up towards that Christmas period when when the real estate industry will go a little bit quieter, I think, um, usually does. Uh, most real estate agents do have a little bit of a break. So um, it will probably quieten down a little bit then, but um, it has not quietened down in the last month um, as we talk about October today and definitely currently in the market definitely hasn't slowed down. And Brisbane is actually um, achieving some some good high high um, prices, um, interest, um, and the market is very strong. It is very strong. And if we look back and reflect upon the last 10 months of 2023, Brisbane is amongst the top three performing capital city markets around all of Australia. So Brisbane has actually shifted 10.2% since January this year in terms of the median dwelling values. That is a huge shift in price. Now, of course, that is off the back of that record decline in median values that we experienced in the latter months of 2022, when a lot of people were very nervous as interest rates started to increase. And for whatever reason, that trend reversed very quickly here in Brisbane. And now we've seen that very strong price growth um, of 10.2%, as I said. Sydney, also one of the top three at 10.9% over the last 10 months and Perth, 10.8%. So relatively similar growth amongst those three capital cities, but we are starting to see the magnitude of growth change in certain regions. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in terms of the three monthly growth figures and which capital city markets are leading that tally. And, and so then quarterly then, we were talking about, so a bit of a... Um, it noticed noticeable decline a little bit. Um, so up to July, we saw dwellings record 4.2 increase. Um, and then obviously from July to October, um, it, it the trend moderated just declined a little bit to 3.8%. So when you say declined, uh, values did not decline, but the rate of growth declined. That is correct. So we are seeing that magnitude or the rate of growth start to de decelerate. So it's not as fast as it was three months ago, but it's certainly still increasing month on month. So with quarterly growth at 3.8% here in Brisbane up to the end of October, that is still very strong price growth. But we seem to have passed the peak rate of growth, which is what uh, you're suggesting there. And um, we expect that that rate of growth will continue to slow down, especially off the back of the most recent interest rate hike in November that we all experienced. So that may actually cause some buyers to step outside and wait, uh, potentially not participate in the market. But we haven't seen any real impact on the ground as a result of that rate rise to date. Yeah. And as, as you pointed out, I, I did obviously mean to say that we haven't declined in price. Um, it's just that growth has, has obviously slowed down a little bit um, compared to what it was. Obviously, a contributing factor to, to that, I, I would say, is probably some of the listings and, and listing numbers are definitely still low. 
They are, absolutely. So what we've actually got is um, uh, listing volumes in Brisbane that have significantly decreased over the last 12 months, but we are still tracking um, down between 30 and 40% on our long-term listing volumes here in Brisbane. And that is one of the reasons that we are seeing a floor on property prices and we're seeing that demand outstrip supply. So we do have... um, only a very small increase month to month between um, uh, September and October of listings uh, increasing, new listings in Brisbane of 0.5%. That's the number of advertised properties that were available for sale reported by CoreLogic. Um, So that's only a very, very small increase compared to the month prior. We really need to see um, a much higher volume of property listings become available here in Brisbane to satisfy the demand that is out there, to meet the demand from the volume of buyers that are out there. And 0.5% change is simply not enough. And and new homes listed um, from PropTrack, it it confirms 7.3% drop in newly listed homes in Brisbane in September compared to August. That's right. So that is um, information that, you know, supplements the CoreLogic data that I um, discussed previously. So that's a big change yet again. Um, If we've got 7.3% fewer properties available for sale between September and August, then obviously that demand is simply not there to, sorry, that demand is outstripping the supply. And that's why we're seeing the price growth continue to increase month on month. And, And what we're seeing on the ground, obviously, these are the numbers that we talk about. Um, we are seeing that. We're, we're seeing those, obviously, those listings are low. Um, as I mentioned at the very start of the podcast, don't forget we, we're leading up towards that Christmas time. So um, it is a time when people might start to think, well, I don't know, don't know if I put property on the market just yet. What am I going to do over Christmas? Um, there's that little bit of uncertainty. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if things do slow a little bit. However, having said that, um, we have got some inside word for some agents that um, things should be coming um happening around early January. So Mm. keep an eye out for that. Absolutely. Now, what I want to do is contrast what's happening here in Brisbane with some of the other capital city markets around Australia. So um, other capital city markets have experienced a noticeable increase in listing numbers over the most recent months. Uh, months. Uh, And this is potentially correlated with the less robust growth and performance in uh, median dwelling changes in some of these capital city markets. So we certainly can look at the likes of Sydney and Melbourne, where listing volumes have increased and their quarterly growth rates have now dropped. Um, Sydney sitting at 2.5% and Melbourne sitting at 1.2%. So the more choice that buyers seem to have in the market, um, the more diluted that demand becomes. And then that impacts on the magnitude of that price growth. So not um, all areas around Australia are performing in the same way. And that's really important for buyers to understand. It's it's all about supply and demand. Supply comes from how many properties are available for sale right now in the market and how many buyers are in the market, that determines the demand side of the equation. And it's the balance between the two that determines the direction of property values. Shows how popular Brisbane is, I think. And um, why wouldn't you want to live up here, they say. Mm. Um, So another part, obviously, the listings being low then, when we look at things like days on market. um, Now, I'm just looking at it from the the ground point of view, and I know you've got the numbers, um, Melinda, but looking at on the ground, we are seeing a lot of properties sell very fast. So obviously that, to me, it feels like that days on market should be shortening. It certainly is. And that has been confirmed by CoreLogic data over the the last 
several months, days on market is trending down once again. And what I will say is that it's starting to feel uh, in some areas like that post-COVID boom urgency is back, that fear of missing out or that FOMO. And we're seeing that simply because of the speed of offers. A lot of agents that we are seeing listing properties for private treaty sale are listing on a Thursday or a Friday and expecting offers on that Saturday after the very first open home. It is something we have been experiencing yet again as a team. So as a buyer, you must be prepared to move quickly if you have found the right property, whether that's a home or an investment, because a lot of sales agents are not waiting because they have the buyers and they have the buyer depth to be able to present multiple offers to a seller very soon after that property has been listed. Yeah, I think a lot of people that do inquire and we talk to, and I and shout out to, I spoke to a fellow the other day, Richard, um, Hope things are going well on you. He's a builder, doing well on your construction site. And we were talking about that sort of thing, how properties are moving fast and people want to get into the market. They're understanding that market is moving fast. And there's that little bit, as you said, that fear of missing out as well. But there are local differences. And I promised at the beginning of this episode, we would get a little bit more granular today. So we have some prop track information in relation to listings um, data for suburb level uh information. So what we're going to share with you now is a few suburbs where listing volumes have significantly increased. Now, remember when we have a huge surge in the number of properties available for sale, that is an indication that the supply has increased. If we don't have a corresponding surge in demand, we're going to see property prices flatten or in fact decline. So whilst we are seeing that median value for all of Greater Brisbane continue to increase, it is local supply and demand drivers that are going to impact what's happening at a suburb or a um, SA3 level. So for instance, um, significant surges in new properties available for sale and new listings have occurred in Warner, where um, this is a suburb in the Moreton Bay Shire. They've experienced a remarkable 92.3% increase in new listings over the last 12 months. That's a lot of new properties available for sale. Um, and if they don't have the corresponding level of demand, we might see those prices soften in locations like that. Also, Redcliffe on the peninsula, also in the Moreton Bay Shire, an increase of 62.5% over the last 12 months. And final, um, the final suburb where we've seen a huge surge in new listings is Newstead in a city location um, dominated by a lot of high-density unit supply. That's recorded a 50% increase in new listings also over the last 12 months. So there are three areas to keep an eye on if you are shopping in those locations for a property, a home or an investment. Keep an eye on the volume of listings compared to the volume of buyers. And it is that local intel by being on the ground that will help you to determine how many people are turning up to open homes in an environment where there's more choice. Yeah, and those properties you mentioned, Warner, I would say, obviously, houses. Um, at Redcliffe, probably highly likely to be houses out on the water out there. Um, and Newstead, I would be probably putting my money on units in that area there as well. So different type of product to understand that um, what those listing numbers look like. Absolutely. Now, conversely, if we look at those areas where listing volumes have significantly decreased over the last 12 months, so the supply has shrunk, there's fewer properties available for sale, and therefore, potentially, if the same volume of buyers are looking in the market, there's more competition. For the first suburb of these is Callum Vale. We've seen 33.3% fewer listings available for sale in this location over the last 12 months. So keep an eye on that. If you're in Callum Vale, it's going to be a very competitive market. 
Hamilton is the second suburb with a change of 32.4% over the last 12 months. There's 32.4% fewer properties available for sale now compared to 12 months ago. So if we've got the same volume of buyers, that's going to be highly competitive. And the final suburb on the list of um, the significant drops in listings is Indrapilly, where we've seen a 30% reduction in the number of properties available for sale. So if you are on the ground in those locations, it is more likely that you're going to be uh, lining up to get through properties and also, you know, in much more competitive buying environments. So if we move into the auction clearance rates, um, and obviously this all this information is reported that we use um, in this part is from Apollo Auctions, um, which is great. We get that information from them. Um, and um, we've seen a bit of a decrease in the um, in the clearance rates. We certainly have. So the average auction clearance rates for Brisbane decreased from 68% across the weeks in September to 63.3% um, throughout October. So that has been a shift downward in those clearance rates. Uh, additionally, there was also a slight dip in the average number of registered bidders per auction. So that declined from 3.8% in September to 3.4% over the month of October. Interestingly, the number of active bidders also saw a modest decrease, dropping from 65.35% in September to 62.53% in October. So all of those auction number indicators starting to slow. What I will actually say, whilst the data is showing that softer trend, Anecdotally, we have seen a lot of properties sell prior to auction as well. So we've seen those buyers that uh, fall in love with the property and put forward a very strong offer prior to auction, enough to take it off the market and therefore the auction does not continue to, to run. So that's something that we've also seen throughout Brisbane in recent weeks. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of a tip for some listeners that are buying as well. Um, don't just sit back and say, well, the auction date's in a month's time. Um, that is actually happening. Properties are actually coming to the market. They're supplying building and pests. They're getting all organised for auction. Um, and then people are actually buying those properties before they go to auction. Um, and then all of a sudden, you, before you know it, um, you look at that property and it's already sold. So there's a tip. Make sure you get in early, talk to the agent and keep on top of things and understand where you're sitting um, and keep close with the agent to know how that um that campaign is going. Yeah, definitely let the agent know, even if it is an auction campaign, that you have interest in the property so that if they do receive an offer prior that is at a level that the sellers are likely to accept, the agent has the opportunity to come back to you because they know that you're interested. Now, good agents should actually let all buyers know who have expressed interest in the property that an offer has been received and that it is likely to be accepted. And that should then generate a situation where you have an opportunity to submit your own offer on that property prior to auction also. Uh, again, uh, not always is it a good idea to submit an offer prior to auction, but um, you need to read between the lines and have an understanding of when there's benefits to do so and, and when agents might just be fishing for price feedback. So if you need help, reach out. We're always happy to help out on that one. Um, dwelling values. Um, again, as, as if there's any new listeners, we do cover Greater Brisbane here. Okay, so um, if we jump to dwelling values and we've seen it 1.4%. Uh, 1.4% growth over the four weeks in October in the median dwelling values across all of Brisbane. So that jumped up a little bit again. So we saw dwelling growth in September of 1.3%. So that actually increased the magnitude of growth. Now, it's interesting to note a slight moderation in the quarterly growth rate. We talked about this earlier. So 
last month in September, we saw quarterly growth at 3.9%. Now that's at 3.8%. So modestly uh, slowing down. But what I will say is the current median dwelling value in Brisbane is $770,575. Now, over the four weeks of October, that median dwelling value changed $8,836. So that is the price movement at the median value level for one month of price growth here in Brisbane. So it's something to keep in mind if you are negotiating and you know, you're know you negotiating over five to $8,000, that's one month's growth. So keep that in mind as you are progressing with your property search. Now that was all from CoreLogic. And as we normally do, we always cover for PropTrack as well, um, just to confuse our listeners with some different numbers. Um, <laughs> but we've seen the monthly growth there of 0.52%. Um, increase in October following a 0.39% in September. So it follows the same trend. And we, we keep saying that the hedonic regression equations that both uh, data houses use will be slightly different, but they're following the same trend, which is positive growth. And it is also a slight increase in the magnitude of growth between September and October. So buyers are getting a little bit hungrier in the lead up to Christmas. And that's sort of something that we've seen on the ground as well. So if we, if we break it now into house prices, um, and we've seen as we um, 1.4% increase in October, um, and that's obviously matched um, the growth rate of ex- experienced in September. Certainly has. So 1.4% is solid growth over a four-week period throughout October. Uh, we're tracking at a median value for houses in Greater Brisbane of $860,465. Now, Last month, that was $11,785 less. So that is the price movement for a house in Greater Brisbane at that median value level over a four-week period. So if you're buying around that $860,000 mark, uh, expect in the next four weeks to be paying $11,700 more if the same rate of growth continues. And it's a good way to quantify this because, again, if you're looking at past comparable sales and they're more than one or two months old, you must factor in the growth that has occurred in the broader market to come to a determination of what buyers might be prepared to pay today because old listings, sorry, old sales are potentially now irrelevant because of the market growth that we have experienced. So they're relevant if you are applying that growth margin to the sale price, but they become irrelevant if you fail to apply that growth margin. Yeah. And that 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 is something really people need to think about is that changing that 1.4% to a, to a dollar amount. Um, you know, as you, as you convert that, that's on that 860 medium price is $11,785 per month. Um, that means you've got to save that much money for next month. So prop track data, um, we saw an increase there at 0.53%. Throughout October, that's right. Um, and that's following a 0.33% rise in September. So again, positive growth in the housing market, according to prop track, and that does support the data that CoreLogic have put out as well. And if we go into the unit market, still strong, we've seen an increase there of 1.3% through October. And that is up from 1.1% in September. So the unit market is a really interesting market because that inner city unit market is really strong. The townhouse market in inner city locations is also really strong. I'd argue that we're seeing the greatest volume of buyers looking at this product type right now in Brisbane. And that's why we're seeing this new surge in the growth in this segment of the market. So we are seeing, you know, 1.3% growth over a one-month period. That's the equivalent of about $6,168 over a four-week period of growth at a median value of $545,355. So 
The median unit value um, is obviously going to be an indicator of what you need to pay to get into the Brisbane market. But of course, if you're buying two or three kilometres from the CBD, that's going to be more expensive than the median value as a whole compared to if you're buying, you know, much further out away from the CBD. So keep that in mind as well. And we also need to keep in mind that that median growth does not occur at the same rate in all locations. So we are quoting greater Brisbane information in this podcast, but being more granular in terms of what's happening at a local level is important. And that's what a team like us can help you with if you are in the market for any type of product across Brisbane. Definitely. And uh, PropTrax data there um, with the units seen an increase of 0.48% following um, 0.76% in September. Yeah, so this is the only area in which PropTrack data shows a reversal in the trend of the rate of growth uh, that is in the unit market, but it is still positive growth. So we are still seeing the same trend being recorded by both data sets, and that is that unit values in Brisbane are on the increase. So if we jump into the rental market, um, obviously the, the rent prices um, are still, still seem to be going up. The vacancy rates are very, very, very tight as usual. Yeah, look, vacancy rates throughout October actually dropped again. So in September, we recorded a citywide vacancy rate of 1%. That's back down now to 0.9% across all of Greater Brisbane. Now, if I can just run through the regions, because there's not much happening in terms of change in any of the regions around Brisbane. In Beanley, we're currently sitting at a vacancy rate of 1.2%. So that's a change of negative 0.1% across the month. The CBD, Brisbane CBD sitting at 1.4%, no change from September to October. East Brisbane sitting at 0.9%. That's the same as Brisbane overall. And that was a slight increase of 0.1% across the month. Inner Brisbane sitting at 0.9%. That was a slight decrease of 0.1% over the month. Ipswich sitting at 1.1% vacancy rate, no change on a month-by-month basis there. North Brisbane sitting at 0.7%. That's actually the area with the tightest vacancy at the moment. So that's tightened from September to October by 0.1% also. Southeast Brisbane sitting at 0.9%, the same as Brisbane overall. That was a decrease of 0.2%, the greatest change within the regions throughout all of Greater Brisbane. Southern Brisbane sitting at 1% vacancy rate, no change there across the month. And West Brisbane sitting at 1%. That was a small tightening of negative 0.1% also. Now, of course, we know when we've got tight vacancy, that puts upward pressure on rents. One thing that's interesting is that um, since late 2021 and early 2022, we've had this really strong rental price growth across all of Brisbane. Um, In the last 12 months, however, we've seen the rate of growth in both houses and units start to slow down. So it's still very strong, but that magnitude of um, the growth rate is starting to decrease as well. So for house rents, Brisbane's currently sitting at an annualised house growth rate, sorry, a house rent um, growth rate of 6.1% and units have increased 13.9% over the same period of time. So that annual rate of rental price growth in Brisbane has definitely eased over recent months, even though rents are still increasing throughout the city. And a lot of that would be due to affordability caps. You know, there are some areas where tenants simply cannot afford to pay more rent. We're starting to see a, an increase in house size 
once again, where more people are moving in together to save on the cost of accommodation and the cost of rent. Um, So when rents become less affordable, we start to see a change in household formation. And, you know, that'll be interesting when the data starts to show that shift off the back of affordability constraints as well. And and another tip, just obviously for, again, new listeners and remind our our loyal listeners, that if you if you like this information and you want to have a look at some more in detail information and read through it, um, have a go and have a look at the um, our website, so Streamline Property um, website, and um, there's the blog on there with all the updates that Melinda does compile um, and all that work. Obviously, the help from Pauline overseas, um, which we really appreciate. So um, have a look at that information. It's it's great to go through, and you can take your time and um, and learn a little bit more about it from this update as well. Yes, I certainly think, you know, when we look at, you know, what's likely to happen in the future, we can only really comment on what we're seeing on the ground now. We talk a lot in this podcast about the fact that the data is historical. So everything that comes through in data is at least 30 days old, because here in Queensland, a typical settlement period is 30 days. There will be some instances where settlement will be longer than that, but 30 days is fairly common. So any data that we're reporting on, this is what was happening at least four to five weeks ago in terms of transactions. Um, CoreLogic also put forward a daily hedonic home value index. We can track the uh, rate at which the settled sales data are tracking over a monthly period. So we can track that on a day-by-day basis. And we are still seeing a rate of growth that is similar to what has been recorded throughout October, even though we are now um, halfway through November. So we don't expect that rate of growth to change significantly when the end of month data comes out for the current month. What I will say, though, is that when we look at consumer sentiment data, it's still really low. Consumers are not confident uh, in terms of the, the figure for all of Australia. However, what we're seeing here in Brisbane in terms of buyer confidence is actually quite different. So it just goes to show yet again that some of these big data indicators are not necessarily representative for what's happening on the ground in different locations around our country. Because I would say that there's some very strong bidding at auctions that that we attend. There's also other auctions where there's very cautious bidding. So it's it's not across the board that we have this this robust, strong um, level of confidence. However, even when properties are at a more affordable price point, we're seeing a lot of strong buyer activity, which causes many properties to be selling with multiple offers. And I think we're starting to see some sales agents run a very transparent process. And this has happened twice just within the last couple of weeks for our team, whereby instead of running a blind multiple offer process, we are seeing some sales agents um, set up an an online bidding platform, which enables you to bid openly and see all of the other bidders as you uh, put forward your bid. It's not an auction because you have conditions with your offer, but it enables the seller or the agent to draw out the best price that a a buyer might be willing to pay with conditions. And following the closure of that process, negotiations directly with the seller can take place in terms of the settlement timeframes and terms. So this is an interesting new approach that we've started to see simply because the buyer volume is so strong that agents feel or some agents feel that that's a very transparent way to draw out the price that a buyer might be willing to pay. Yeah, I think the other thing we're also seeing is 
people, people are still very, very interested in property. It's still affordable here in Brisbane. Um, and, and obviously with the shortage of supply, um, that, that demand is always there. And that is going to keep those prices um, pushing. I, I, don't, I think it'll be a bit of a safeguard for it. Um, and I think that's going to hold the, the property values. We're seeing migration is still strong, um, still a good economy up here as well. Um, and, you know, there's lots of things happening as well. Um, we'll have to do a bit of an update com coming up soon, I would say, with some infrastructure. So things like the Queen's Wharf, well and truly up and running. It's, it's, it's up at pretty much its height now, um, the construction of that. That is looking fantastic when you look from the south, um, south Bank side across towards the city. Um, there's a lot of infrastructure happening. Things are starting to move. Um, and there's a lot of positive things happening around Brisbane um, leading up to Chrissy and obviously the weather getting beautiful. Um, last weekend, we ducked up to Noosa for, for the day. So, you know, when you can duck up to a place like Noosa for a day, um, it's a pretty good place to be. Just want to put that one in there for the Southerners listening. So, People that are listening or watching in Canberra and Melbourne, you may not want that um, additional piece of information, but um, look, we like to share. I'd also say that off the back of the interest rate hike in November, we definitely, you know, will see more headwinds in the market. We're not denying that there's international unrest as well. And we don't know if that may impact on, you know, what is happening based on, you know, that that strong growth month to month. But what I will say is that regardless of those big, uh, broader conditions that, that, you know, exist around us, everybody still needs a home and we still have this strong rate of interstate migration. We've also got overseas migrants. We have nothing to rent. Vacancy rates are low. Rents are still increasing. Um, some For some people, it's actually easier to buy than rent because it's so competitive in that rental market. And all of this leads to uh, a build-up in demand. But at the same time, we have not seen an uptick or an equivalent uptick in supply. We have not seen more rental properties become available in the market. We've actually seen a, a decrease in the volume of investors that own private accommodation for tenants here in Queensland. So in actual fact, we've probably got tightening supply that's going to continue to tighten in the future unless we see a significant increase in the number of private mum and dad investors. But we've also got a situation where our listing volumes are really stubbornly low and we have not seen those new listings come to the market for whatever reason. We keep hearing that there will be people that need to sell, that there will be forced selling, but there's no en masse forced selling that we are witnessing across the board in any of the locations that, that we are buying throughout Brisbane. There will be an isolated case where people may need to sell because it's becoming financially too difficult to hold an asset as interest rates continue to increase, but it's not something that we're witnessing across the board. And in fact, if there was more stock that became available for whatever reason, right now there's still that volume of buyers or a deep enough volume of buyers to absorb any significant increase in the number of listings available. So it's something that we're tracking every single month Certainly our team are really, you know, working hard to find properties that are not available online, that are off-market or pre-market, where there's a motivated seller, it's not yet listed online, but they may consider an offer prior, which eliminates that competition when it comes to the market. There's lots of reasons why a buyer's agent can add value to that process in an environment like this, where there's a lack of certainty around what to pay because the market's moving so swiftly, but also there's a lack of stock. So when we do find something that's a suitable purchase for a home buyer or an investor, it's so important to understand the best strategy to acquire and secure that property 
to ensure that the person gets the favourable outcome. Because right now there's a lot of competition and there is an opportunity cost of missing out simply because of the rate of price growth that we are seeing month on month. So if you're interested in property, I'd reach out and have a chat. It's free to talk. Um, we're always happy to have a chat. So um, look, that's um, that's been great update there. Hopefully that's been helpful for everyone to let you know what's happening here in Brisbane. Um, and as usual, I will let Melinda wrap it up and um, talk to you again. Have a great week and talk soon. Thanks very much and bye for now. We hope you have enjoyed this month's monthly market update for Brisbane and we hope that you've taken some information away that you can apply to your own property search here in Brisbane. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share the episode with your friends and family, especially anyone that is in the market or soon to be in the market to buy here in Brisbane. I think some of this information is going to really help them understand what is happening, not only in the data, but also on the ground. We would love for you to leave us a review. If you get time, we appreciate everybody that reaches out to us to encourage us to continue to put the time into recording all of these episodes. Um, It does inspire us to keep preparing the weekly episodes for you. So thanks very much to everyone that reaches out with our positive feedback for the podcast. As always, we hope you have a fantastic week and we will speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.